If you seriously, if you do Boston, Erica has a spare room. I do actually. <laughs> I won't pressure you into using it, but if you feel like it, you're welcome to it. Okay. Look at that! Thank I just you. invited someone to sleep at your house. That's without not even the ask. first time you've done that either. He offers up my spare bedroom. It's so kind of you. <laughs> One, two. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of the On The Runs podcast. We are coming to you virtual. We're actually trying something new here. We're trying this new Riverside video streaming app. We're going to see how this works out. We've been having some little bit of difficulties, Erica, with the echoing on your end. But how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, man. How about you? Well, I am great. The snow is amazing. I went skiing on Friday with Karen, and the powder was epic and then today it snowed even more and we were playing in the yard lots of yard play in the snow this all weekend with the kids sledding on the tube and everything it has been great and as you can hear maybe you can hear they're knocking on the door in my room i can yeah they're calling you they're like dad 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 let me in i know you're doing the podcast dad i want to be on the pod (laughs) and our next guest coming right up tommy and tyler tommy and tyler on the pod so We have an awesome guest, and we can catch up after, but our guest Mm -hmm. we found on Instagram, and she's a run coach, and she's very used to this weather, but she lives in an area right now when it snows, everything gets shut down. And it's happened before. It's been on the news. Recently, you almost ran into her, too. You guys were right next to each other, and you didn't even know it. Do you remember um, Chicago Marathon? Chicago Marathon. What was it? I think I started 20 seconds before her, but she finished well ahead of me. And she had many bathroom (laughs) breaks and still beat your ass. She did. But hey, we both did awesome that day. Ruth was amazing. She has her own thing uh, called a runniversary. Mm -hmm. So do you remember when your runniversary was? So are we counting that as our first races or... First events, basically, or just the first day we started? First I day you started running. I do not remember the running. first day. Mm-mm, nope, but I remember that first race I ever did. And you know what? What if Mike Beeman was there? I was just thinking. It was the Goffstown Gallop in 2009. And who knows? I could have run into him earlier <laughs> at, at some other points. But but yeah, that was my very first race. I probably started running. What? <laughs> Cat. <laughs> <laughs> probably started running a solid five, six, seven months before that. We'll see. I don't know. That was Scooter, by the way. Yeah, nothing but a giant Scooter there <laughs> jumped in the way. He scared me. He came out of nowhere. You know, I think <sighs> mine would have been in middle school when I was on the cross-country team. Always did the Atkinson Road Race, and I think it was a 5K. Mm-hmm. And it started at Pope Field and you ran down a field or down a hill and then it ended with the hill. You ran back up the hill. And so I remember Mike Lynch, we would always run by Mike Lynch's house and he would, um, Mike is Sarah's boyfriend. Oh, cool. So we'd run by his house Mm -hmm. and, and his family would be out there watching all the runners. So I remember that race. Speaking of Mike Beeman, you ran into Mm -hmm. his college roommate. Let's not drop the name. Everyone can find out after. (laughs) Let's get into our interview with Ruth. And if people listen to the Mike Beeman episode, you know who his college roommate was. And we'll get into that after. Mm-hmm. How about that? 
That sounds like a plan. All right. Happy to do a race recap too. <laughs> That's right. Everybody enjoy the interview with Ruth and we'll see you on the other side. All right, Scooter, get out of the frame, Scooter. <laughs> Had to block the cat butt. <laughs> Nothing but a big giant <laughs> my uh, view there. So <laughs> <laughs> see you guys on the other side. Our next guest on the pod is someone we found on Instagram because she makes some funny reels about pooping and running, and she just happens to be a run coach, and we're like, hey, Ruth, we want to have you on the podcast. So, Ruth Atkinson, welcome to On the Runs. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm I'm doing really well, really well. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you as well. I know this has yeah. been a long time coming uh, since I it believe has. October we've been trying to get you, but you are definitely a girl after our own heart, and we are very, very pleased to get to finally talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm super excited also. So let's get st- started with where are you from? Because I, I didn't even do enough research to look up where you were from. And you were just like, well, wait, six o'clock your time or six o'clock my time? And I'm like, oh, she's not even in the Eastern time zone. So where are you from? <laughs> That's okay. So actually, it's a funny story. I'm I'm actually originally from Buffalo, New York. So I am from the Eastern time zone. Um, it's where I was born and raised. And I now live in, in a suburb of Dallas, Texas. So I migrated here in 2017, um, very different climate from Buffalo, New York, <laughs> but um, I am now in Dallas, Texas. So. Well, I'll have to ask then, what's the weather like down there in Dallas? Because it's January here and the weather is very warm for New Hampshire, but it's typically below freezing for a long period of time and no one goes running outside or at least we don't. <laughs> I am a yeah. fair weather runner. I definitely like the, uh, the indoors as opposed to the frigid outside. Yeah. Yeah, it can get cold here, but cold here is not cold there. Um, Cold here is like when you wake up, it's 28 or 30 degrees. And during the day, it's like 40 degrees. You know, it's like it's cold, but you can run outside. There's not usually ice um, situation. So today it is also abnormally warm. I think it's like 75 out today. I'm like sweating in my house. (laughs) I'll take 75 any day. What happens what happens when it snows in Dallas, Texas? Does the whole state shut down? Yes, it does. It's very different than the Northeast. And mostly because we're just not prepared for it. And I think that's what I tell you. know, My family always says, what do you do when you got an inch of snow? And I'm like, I know, I know. But, you know, we I think there's like one salt truck for the Dallas. So it, we're just like not prepared to handle it. Um, our houses aren't prepared to, to handle it down here. So. Yeah, if it's if it snows or ices at all, usually like schools canceled and places are not open. So, so you're from the Northeast, so you're you're used to the yeah. snow and the bad weather, so it doesn't really bug you. I had the same thing when I lived in North Carolina. I was like, I can drive in this snow to work, no problem. And my boss would be like, No one, no one, come in today. It's a dusting of snow out there, and I was mm-hmm. like. Dusting of snow. That's always a problem, though. You can drive in it, but nobody else can. So you're like, "Ah, fine. (laughs) Yeah. And if there's like ice and like the roads aren't salted, like it's just a different, it's a different situation down here. But yeah, I am different. I know people like layer up to go run sooner than I layer up to go run. Like if it's 35 or warmer, I'm usually still wearing shorts uh, with like a long sleeve. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of my friends, anything under like 50, they have like leggings and a long sleeve and like are very bundled. So definitely just different. Yeah. So what brought you to Dallas, Texas? So my husband actually is from this area and we met in 2015 
He had just finished up student teaching. He was a teacher too at the time. Um, and I was still doing like tiers of college. I went to West Virginia University. So we, we were doing long distance and ultimately he had gotten a job and was still down in Texas. And I had like 120 bucks in my bank account. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I will come to you. <laughs> I was tired of long distance. So I moved down here and uh, ultimately got a job and it's all, it's all worked out. So. Awesome. So yeah. you, you mentioned that you are also a teacher. I am a teacher. Yeah. I teach high school choir. Just oh, very not, cool. the, not close to running at all, but <laughs> that is what I do <laughs> besides road coaching, obviously. Let's talk about how you got into running because you first got into running and then you got into run coaching. So we would yeah. like to hear before we hear some of your awesome running stories, how you became a runner. Yeah. The origin story. Let's, let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love, I love the origin story. I can still picture the night that I like became a runner. So, to, so to speak. Um, I, it was actually after I had moved to Texas, I haven't really been running that long. Um, it was in 2018 and I just remember I was in a new place and my husband had friends and he was gaming online and I had been gaming with him long distance, but it wasn't like my hobby and it wasn't like a passion of mine. You know, I just did mm. it because, and I just, I just remember being so mad because I had nothing that I just did. And I was like, so upset that I just like went outside. It was like nine 30 at night. And I just like went outside and just started running in our apartment complex. And of course I made it like, <laughs> I don't know, a 10th of a mile. And I stopped. It was like, Oh, that feels horrible. Um, <laughs> but I like also really great it, at the same time. And so that's when I was like, hmm, maybe I could like try doing that more. And so I remember like waking up then before school and trying to run instead of doing like the indoor workouts that I had been doing. And eventually I ran a mile and I was like, wow, this is anyway. And that's how I like kind of got addicted. I just like self self taught myself to keep trying to go further. Um, and then eventually I was like, well, I might as well sign up for a race. And, you know, once that happens, usually the rest goes <laughs> tumbling in the snowball effect. So that's how I got into it. That's awesome. That's usually, that's pretty much what I did. Um, <laughs> I started running like way, uh, it was outside of college, like 20, oh, 2009, I think. And yep, it, it was just that goal race I had. And, and I just kept plugging along, even though sometimes running sucks, but yeah. the more you stick to it, the the more consistent you'll be. So you had a goal race. Do you remember the first time you signed up for a race? Yeah. I, I mean, I had been I had been running like a mile and then I was trying to run two miles. And I, I remember I had just run my first like 5K, like around like the apartment neighborhoods on a weekend. And I remember going home and telling my husband like, well, I think I could like run in an actual race, like sign up to race people at this. Like, you know, I was so new and um, in my head, I thought, well, I can already run a 5K. So why would I do that? And so I, I signed up <laughs> for a 10K. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And so I did that. I remember it was like October. I celebrate like my anniversary in October because that's when I really remember like trying harder. Um, yeah, it was October of 2018. And I signed up for a 10K the first week of December. <laughs> Very nice. um, it was a bit ambitious, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. So that yeah. And my first race, I remember um, is actually one of my like, oh, crap moments that we talk about because I it was kind of rainy. And I told my husband the pace that I had been running at, not thinking I'd run faster. 
And so he had stayed in the car until like that exact time to come to the finish line. And I ended up finishing way before then and like <laughs> tapping on his window being like, well, I'm done. You missed it. And like, <laughs> he didn't even see me finish. And that was the, but then I, I had caught the bug and I remember getting breakfast tacos after and saying, I'm doing a half. And yeah. Anyway, then it just kind of spiraled. So good progression. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time Ashley, my wife, when I, the first time I watched her do a triathlon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had the same thing happen where I had a four month old baby in the car and she gets up super early to go there and set up. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there at the end. What time are you starting and all that? And I'm stuck in traffic. And then I finally get there and I'm walking with Adeline, my daughter, around and we're trying to find her. And I'm like, she can't be done by now. And so I walked down like about, 100, 200 yards in front of the finish line. And there she is hanging on the side with some friends, with Scott, actually. Oh, no way. And like, oh, she's like, oh, I finished 25 minutes ago. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, like, you're a lot faster than I thought you were, you know, because it's the first time I ever went to a triathlon. And in that point in my life, I was like, no way I could ever do this. That was the day. She did one before you. Oh, she's done them long before me. Yeah. that's Ashley. But I was at that race. (laughs) I was at that race watching people do this on a Huffy bike. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be me. I'm like, if I can learn <laughs> how to swim, I'm like, if I can learn how to swim, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So, and then I did. And that's part of my story. But this isn't my story. This is Ruth's that's story. Cool. So, so that's how you got into running. What year did you say that was 2019? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that December race was 2018. Um, so I just celebrated like really not that long, I suppose, four years of running. I, I really just kind of like decided I loved it and dove in and haven't looked back. So so when you dive in, are you like looking up how to become a better runner or are you like, you know, trying to f- Googling training plans for your half marathon you got signed up or did you just like continue to go outside and run on your own? Um, I ran on my own for a while. Once I did that first 10K and I realized what it was like to run with people, that adrenaline feeling is so different. Um, I actually found a running group in the area that we were living in at the time. And I went to meet them like one morning for a group run. And then I, I just kind of got plugged in there. Um, and I just really looked up to people. I consulted the internet a little bit. I, I became a nerd about like running shoes. I'd watch people review shoes and like, <laughs> you know, that's what I did at night to wind down. I'd like watch videos about running and running shoes. Um, but I really used people who had done things before to like help me train, I suppose. So they, I wouldn't call them like a coach yet at that point to me, but if they were, you know, they were training for the same half marathon that I was crazy and signed up for, I just sort of like went to track with that group of people, ran their workout, went to the long runs, ran their long runs, just kind of like followed their, whatever their coach's plan was for them. So. All right. So I'm on your Instagram. You have a unicorn with a BQ times one. So you qualified for the Boston Marathon. I did. I qualified at Chicago this year, this past year. Oh, that's recent. Congratulations. Yeah. That was my, that was my BQ marathon. So is that you have plans to go to Boston this spring? Well, it's just, it was the beginning of the next cutoff. So I can apply to run in 2024. And and I hate to make you do this again, Erica, but Mm. before we started recording, 
the two of you realized yeah. you you met <laughs> you almost right. met in Chicago. Yeah, we were we were scrolling yeah. on your Instagram and we saw that um, that you were there, and I was like, I think I was in the same corral as you, and I, I did a little <laughs> internet stalking, and I started the race twenty <laughs> seconds before you did, yet you finished like a solid half hour before I did. So I you, you blew right by me, and. Well done to you because that is that is like the perfect that was the perfect day and you just blew it out of the water. I'm so proud. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And um, it really was the perfect day. Like everything clicked. And that's what I tell like I've never felt like that in a race really before. So to have it happen in a marathon, like that's a long time that anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I tell my athletes that, too, you know, like you could be having a great day and then all of a sudden your day is not great. Um, and I kept waiting for something to drop, you know, like I kept mm-hmm. like every time I passed a mile marker, I like I hit 20 and I was like, I feel freaking great. Maybe <laughs> 21 won't feel this good. You know, I was like so cautious the whole time and, um, nothing ever happened. I really did. It was a really great race for me. So thank you. <laughs> were you going into that race hoping for the BQ? Did you think you were close? Yeah, I was, to be honest. Um, that was my A goal. Well, my A goal was a little bit faster. So I guess I technically my B goal, but both of those had me BQing. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive because in the later part of the training cycle, I had somehow hurt my back. I'm not, I'm sure it was a combination of things, but actually I spent a good like eight to 10 days not running uh, like four weeks out (laughs) from the marathon. Um, And I, you know, at at that point I was like, well, I'm going to go in and just be curious and, and I knew I hadn't lost a ton of fitness. So yeah, it was, it was the goal. So I want to mention real quick. I noticed this, what? our guy, hype man, Dave would love her. If she backs up a little bit, you'll see her t-shirt there. Buffalo oh, Bills. Oh, you got a Bill shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part from of, there. So Part of Bill's mafia there. Dave would love you. Is so Dave from I there? Or he's, he's always been from Rhode Island, but he just is a Bill's I, fan. I have no clue. You know what? I don't he, know what started he, that. But. He probably told us. Oh, on episode 10, how he became a Bills fan. We'll just cut this part out. <laughs> but <laughs> Dave, let us know. So, Ruth, so you started running in 2018, and, and you're now a coach, but did you find a coach in between then? Yes. So I had a coach. Uh, when did I When did I get my first coach? Oh, there it might be after, more. It was after, yeah, yeah. I have not had the same coach the whole time. It was after my first marathon. So I ran my first marathon on my one year run anniversary in 2019. I love that she calls it that. Yeah, you have to. It's fun. Run anniversary. You have to. It's a big deal. And after that marathon, I felt like absolute shite. So am I, should I not say shh? You can say whatever I you want. Like I felt like poop. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyways, and I was like, I should, I should maybe have someone help me instead of just following other people's plans. So that's when I got a coach. Um, I worked with lifelong endurance. They're awesome. Coach Lexi and coach Andrew. And then I switched over to my current coach who I have now, um, coach Michelle, and she's with McCurdy trained. You may have heard of them, um, that like coaching company. So that's that's who I'm working with now. All coaches need coaches, so I will. Oh, I was just gonna say that's so cool. So you're a running coach, but you have your own running coach too. I do, and she has one, and her coach has one. And you know, if you're not always learning and trying to get better, and um, you know, then 
how that's how I grow and, and be better for my athletes. Um, and also I don't want to have to think for myself, like I'm thinking for other people. I just want someone else to tell me what to do. There you go. Coachception. Right. Not only do I think that is awesome that you do that, but that's so smart that you do that. You can always learn more. And sometimes you don't, uh, criticize yourself enough. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you know, when you have someone else telling you, maybe you listen better. I don't know. That's how it works for me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm someone that needs the voice of reason. Like, you know, a lot of, I always tell people that a coach is your voice of reason because I'm here to tell you when you're doing a good job, when you think you're not. And I'm also here to tell you when you're like making too many excuses for yourself Mm -hmm. and like, you need to kick it up. You know, like I think being the voice of reason is the best way to describe it because sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're doing. If we're that type of person, that's always like, yeah, but um, and sometimes we give ourselves too much credit for, <laughs> for what we're doing. So that's how I like to look at it. <laughs> so when did you decide to become a coach? I decided, so I guess I should say when I found running, I was sort of really into like fitness in general. Um, I, I had said that I replaced, you know, like indoor workouts that I was doing at home with running. So at the time I just had really discovered fitness in general as my passion. I hadn't narrowed it down to running quite yet. And so before I became a running coach, I was actually a certified NASM trainer. Um, So I was like a personal trainer and had that certification before I did the run coaching. Um, And so I think it, it kind of bled into it. I had a few clients at the time who were working with me in like general fitness. And then they ended up asking to run. And it like was at the same time that I realized I loved running more than just lifting. And so it was like Mm -hmm. this like perfect bleeding of my clients becoming running athletes. And then I started working with McCurdy and they used the VDOT app, which is like the Jack Daniels running formula and all of that. And there's a coaching certification you can get that uses the VDOT system. And so I just, I like jumped fully into that and that's the certification that I got. And then I really started just kind of building the business from there. So. So what's the name of your coaching program? Uh, it's run with Ruth coaching. It's nothing fancy. It's just my Instagram handle with it coaching works. added on. <laughs> yeah, no, that works. So one of the things you mentioned to me that you want to talk about are what your, some of your biggest goals are as a coach for others. So do you want to talk about that as a coach, what your goals are? Yeah, I, I want people to feel empowered, right? Um, I, I am, you know, I'm, I make plans for you that you can follow, but ultimately you're the one that's executing them and doing them and understanding the why behind what I put on paper is really important for you to understand like why I'm asking you to run easy most of the time. Cause if you don't understand why you're going to get real upset with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think like helping to give my athletes context behind why they're doing what they're doing is just as important as giving them the, you know, giving them the runs that I want them to do. Um, or telling them that they can't race all out every single month of the year if they want to PR at certain things, Um, you know. So just empowering, I think, is a word that I like. I appreciate run coaches. I've worked with a few um, in my past, but I like the accountability factor because if it's me, I will tend to make those excuses like, oh, I'm really tired today. I'll, I'll get to that one tomorrow or like I'll push off strength training. And that 
we know as runners is never a good thing to do. I mean, we won't I, stretch. <laughs> yes, not stretching. <laughs> so, uh, having somebody on your side who can like spell it out for me and just be like, look, if you, if you do this, you will be a healthy runner. You will improve. Like that is one of the, the top reasons I, I would look towards a coach. So I, I appreciate you doing this for all of your athletes. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> How many athletes do you have currently? Um, right now I have capped it at 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a wait list wow. right now. Um, and so when, you know, ultimately if somebody decides that they have a different goal and they step away or it's not their season of life for it or, you know, whatever it happens to be, then I, um, onboard some new athletes, but with full-time teaching, um, especially in the fine arts, it's a lot of after school hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make sure that I can give everyone the attention they deserve as an athlete. So right now it's 25. Um, I'm, I'm hoping in the near future to potentially go full-time coaching. Um, if that happens, then I would, I would expand that much larger probably. How do these people find you and where do they come from? Are they all more Texas based or are they around the country or the world? Do you do things in person or do you do virtual? That's a great question. Um, I would say it's kind of half and half right now. Half are local. Um, The running club I mentioned that I joined when I first started, as well as another running club that I run with more often now who I live closer to. Um, they have programs that I write plans for now for people who are just wanting a plan to follow for like a, you know, if they're new to a half marathon, things like that. So some athletes actually find me just from the local running clubs and then they come on as one-on-one. Um, and then others like just find me through Instagram. Um, social media is a wild place and <laughs> That's how we it's found you. really, yeah, exactly. Um, I've made a lot of connections on there and, um, you know, people find me and we chat and they, they come on board. So it's kind of mixed half from here and half from all over the United States. Well, that's great. So the people though, who are local, when, when you do your coaching sessions, do you go out for coffee or tea or do you, do you do it online at your house? Just like how we're doing this here. Yeah, I don't do in-person sessions right now. Um, there's too many local athletes to really, like I couldn't see everyone really during, <laughs> during a week's time. So sometimes I'll see them. Like if I'm at a 5am track workout, that's like the group run for that week. Then they're also there. Then I'm there to like, yeah, you nailed that 1200. Um, but otherwise we just do like virtual check-ins. Um, once a week I check in with my athletes and sometimes people request a phone call and sometimes we just text just depends on the person but most of it is just virtual, even the in-person or even the local athletes. I just see that more. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So one of the big things we're about is storytelling and running stories. And I know you got a few for us. So we'll get back to coaching at the end. We can tell people how they can find you and join that wait list. But I know you got some cool stories for us that you <laughs> that you mentioned. So do, we'll, do, say, yeah. do share. <laughs> and don't be afraid to spare the details. No, Did spare I, no detail. Yeah. What? No, wait, spare. Wait. <laughs> do I'll just let you say it. <laughs> spare no details. Is that how we say it? It yeah. doesn't sound right to me. Spare no details. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, tell us everything, Ruth. Tell us it's everything. It's kind of hard to know where to start, really. I think I 
I vividly remember the first time that I was out on a trail. There's a trail actually really close to my neighborhood, which is super nice. Um, but I was out there in like the daylight hours and there were other people obviously like also on this trail. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom and I'm not getting to a bathroom. Like I knew in that moment that that was not happening. And so I just remember like, like finding an area of brush where I knew that I could like not get poison ivy and like make <laughs> it deep enough where people maybe wouldn't see me <laughs> and just like squatting and letting it happen. And I was like, you know what? That actually wasn't as bad like as I thought. And, I, and maybe that was bad that it wasn't as bad of an experience as I thought it would be. Because after that, I think I just got so used to doing it. Um, and <laughs> I am not afraid. I do talk about it on my Instagram a lot, but I have a very sensitive stomach. I have learned with running. I am, I don't handle, I use UCAN almost exclusively. Um, seems to be one of the only things I can handle well, especially on long runs when it's hot down here. Hmm. Um, anyway, it's, it's just been a thing, but there have been, there is one time that I could not make it to a brush. I was out in the daylight and it was happening immediately. I don't know about anyone else. Like I don't know about you guys, but like if I don't know if you can tell it's coming, and then like you have like a quarter mile. Like for me, it's like boom, it happened. Oh no, like, there is no, <laughs> there is no leading up to it. <laughs> I feel like that's a question for and you. Then, How do you know when it's uh, happening? For me, it's usually <laughs> like oh no, I I might have like ten minutes to figure it out because it'll like. I'll feel the rumbles and then it'll go away for a little bit, but then it'll come okay. back and I'm like, okay, it's go time. Like we got to figure this out. But for you, I don't know. <laughs> it happens quick sometimes, way too quick than what you want. Mm -hmm. But I sometimes more know before I start a run, I'm like, I got to delay this. <laughs> I got to delay okay. this run. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, I haven't yet, or it's going to happen. And, and there's times when I meet you or Shauna or somebody for mm -hmm. a run and I'm like, this isn't good going in, in about three miles in usually less than that. Then it happens. Yep. Yep. Shit happens. <laughs> yeah, it does happen. I think for me, the most curious thing is that it happens even if I go before, oh. like sometimes, like I'll go before I feel fine. And then usually it's like in the, if I have like a hard effort in the middle of a long run, you know, like, you know, three by one mile at half marathon with a mile recovery, mm -hmm. it's during like the second recovery mile that all of a sudden my body is like, and we have more for you. Congratulations. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's anyways, not a prize. You want to win. Time, no, it's not. I don't like the prize. I never asked for the prize. <laughs> no. It was given to me unwanted. <laughs> Do you ever get nervous yeah. before a race? Like like Chicago, you had an A goal. You had a goal of making the Boston Marathon and getting the qualifying time. And you're like, shit, you better not screw this up for me. <laughs> so I fully intended on like just letting it happen if that was the case. And if you read my recaps, I don't know if you did, but I, I wrote some recaps of the Chicago marathon and I didn't, uh, number two never happened, but I actually peed my pants that day at least 12 times during no way. the marathon. I could not, it was like mile two. I don't know if it, I was like too cold at the start. Um, I had a ton of electrolytes in my bottle. I didn't think I was overhydrated. Well, regardless, whatever it was, it was like mile two. 
And I was like, okay. Well, I know what those <laughs> porta potty lines were like at the very, like, right as you were about to go into the corral. They I were know. insane. They were so long. And I had gone twice before. And uh, yeah, I, anyway, I knew myself. I like, I felt that. And I was like, this is not, this is going to be happening today. <laughs> and so I just remember the girl who I was running next to at like mile three and a half she like had pulled off to go to the bathroom and I like watched how far she had to run just to get to the porta potty. And I'm like, no, not today. <laughs> so, so much I just, time. Let it, I just let it happen. And then at the next aid station, I put a water on me and drank a Gatorade and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then after that, every aid station, I, it just like happened. Like every time I took a sip, it some came out. I don't know <laughs> at that point if it was like pelvic floor dysfunction or what, but I, <laughs> I could not keep it in. It just like kept coming out the whole race and oh, no. I felt fine. So I was like, well, it's clearly not hindering anything. And I, anyway, by the end, I was like, I, I didn't, I couldn't even keep track. I couldn't even tell you how many times it just kept happening. Well, peeing yourself is fine because at the end of the race, no one's going to know. No one knows unless they're they're right next to you and they smell you. No one knows. Mm -hmm. It's not like (laughs) it's not like Addie when she crapped herself three times and the people at the uh, finish line have the water bottle in the middle and they go, what do we do with her? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can get away with the number ones. Yeah, you can. There was a long run where I, I did crap my pants and it was like daylight. Right. And I knew people were looking at me. Like I had short spandex shorts on. It was like all down the back of my leg, Mm -hmm. like, but I'm not going to stop the middle of my long. I'm so stubborn. I think that's the thing too. Like if I, even if I'm close to home, I'm not going to go home to like change my pants. If I'm in the middle of like a hard session, like I'm going to finish the hard work block of my run and like, then I'll go fix it. I, mm-hmm. I am stubborn. And I like fully admit that. That's like a true but athlete I'm, though. You, you have a workout, you I'm have like, what I'm you got to do. You're going to finish. Why not? Like, so, You're already a mess. What difference does it make? I right? appreciate that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, right. I'll just like sit in the grass for a second and like roll around and then <laughs> <get> back up. <laughs> I'm not that hardcore dedicated, I think. I think I find I find a way to go clean up and take care of it so I don't suffer later. I remember doing a uh, workout in my neighborhood, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to purposely take a couple extra turns here and get to the house and take care of it because I don't want to right. ruin, ruin – I, I, I would rather ruin the workout in the, instead of getting the awful chafing. That's oh, what I wanted mm, in that run. Yeah, I remember that. that one particularly before the Ironman. I was like, I don't need this – I don't need chafing for the next couple of days to ruin my next training day, but I appreciate what you were doing. Excuse me. (laughs) I appreciate what you were doing there. That's fair. That is fair. The shower after was horrible. After some of those runs, I I do remember that being horrible, like taking my shorts off in the shower and just like burning (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) It was horrible. Sometimes I'm like, how can I get away with not hurting in the shower here? So one of the tips I have is I have kids <laughs> diaper rash cream. Oh, and I'm like, and it works instantly like the next overnight. Right. So you put it okay. on overnight and the next day you're good to go. And I'm like, well, I used to work out a ton at night. I'm like, well, I just won't shower and I'll put the diaper rash cream on. And then the next morning, the shower seems fine okay. and it's almost fine. But then it's like, oh, now you stink and you then and you go into bed and you smell and everything. Mm. And it's like, no, I need the shower. So it's like the, do I shower 
or do I stink up the place for the night and not shower? And does anyone notice? Because yes. <laughs> I can deal yep. with my stink, but. I feel that. We have a bathroom. So when you run or when you go into our house, there's like a little like guest bathroom in the main living area. And it's closer than our master bathroom that's like further into the house. And usually when I'm on my long run or when I'm running, it's early in the morning and my husband's not up yet. And so I use the excuse that it's not to wake him up. But almost always I go to the closer bathroom because it's nine times out of 10, like an emergency situation if I'm running into the house needing to go to the bathroom. And so that that poor bathroom probably smells so bad on some of those days because I'm in there like after already having crapped my pants and like trying to <laughs> fix it and the washer's right there. And then it's just like hot washing smell of like crapped <laughs> pants. And like, it's just, it's the whole thing is horrible. And my husband always knows because he, he kind of like walks out and the wash is going and I'm showered and he kind of looks at me like, did it happen again? I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> now, does he, is he a runner or what does he do? I know he teaches and he games, but are you the only runner in the house? Yeah, he is not really a runner. I say not really. Once in a while, he will walk run if he's feeling it that day. Um, but he's, he's doesn't really love endurance things. So he's a super good supporter. Honestly, he comes and hands me bottles, places and things like that. But he is not a runner himself. He actually, um, he marched drum corps. I don't know if y'all know what that is. And I marched drum corps. It's like professional summer marching band. Oh, okay. Audition for. I, I guess is how I would describe it. That's how we met. Um, and so when we met, we were both doing that type of endurance activity, but it was for the music, not for the endurance part of the activity so he was a band he was a band teacher we were both both music people um and he actually just left teaching this year and now he does like ach banking um with AutoNation. that's a that's a (laughs) big change right totally different he wanted it he wanted to he wanted to change and um he's really enjoying it now so yeah his hobby is video games and we actually have a saltwater reef tank in our house that's his hobby. He makes salt water in our downstairs and has corals and that's awesome. Fish. It's very cool. Well, yeah. I want to say I appreciate the few guests we've had who are gamers because you have the best mics and headphones and you got the best <laughs> audio quality. You're the and they probably know more about audio and the, the correct you know streaming service to right. use than me. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. Well. I have a question. So you had mentioned that you pretty much exclusively use the UCAN. Um, how long did it take you to figure out your nutrition and what worked for you, what didn't? Like a lot of trial and error, I'm sure. A lot of accidents here and there. Like just talk about that a little bit if you want. Yeah. So I, you know, training for my first marathon, I would say that I I just didn't really know about fueling. Um, the people who I was running with were like, I don't need fuel. And so I, I was unfortunately like, I call it raised in the camp of like not fueling properly mm-hmm. um, when I started running. And so I just remember trying all different gels for my second marathon. I ran that marathon kind of during COVID. It was a super small put on marathon for like 50 people. It was oh, wow. so small, y'all. Nine loops. I never want to run a nine loop marathon again. <laughs> um, side note, <laughs> but for that race, I was working with um, Starla, 
Starla Shines on Instagram. Um, she's a nutritionist, uh, dietitian, and she just had me try everything. So like for eight weeks in a row on every long run, I went to the local running store, grabbed what looked fun off the shelf <laughs> and just like trial and error with the gels and the chews. I really thought that like honey stinger would have been okay because mm-hmm. it's honey, but the honey stinger was actually one of the worst mm. um, things that I tried. Like almost instantly it was no good. So oh, no. we ruled we ruled that out. Um, endurance tap is the other thing that also works well for me. It's uh, like the maple syrup, ginger sea salt. Gotcha. Gels. So that and you can ended up being the winners and you can just, I don't know. It just felt the best. I have steady energy the whole time. I'm actually an ambassador for you can now. And they just came out with the little edge packets Mm -hmm. that are like, they look like gels, but it's the same as their energy powder. And so that really helped me. I, I used you can in Chicago all the way up till my like 23. And then I had one of the little endurance tap maple syrups at the end and Gave it that boost. Yeah, there you it, go. It, it worked well. Yeah, it did. I was like, I love syrup <laughs> at that point. Nice. <laughs> so I'm looking at your link tree, and that is where, if you're listening, you can find her you can 10% off uh, discount code here. It's you can, the letter U mm-hmm. and then can, C-A-N. But I want to ask you about mm-hmm. two other things here, because I hear ads for these. I see them on Instagram or on, on other podcasts, but tell me about Whoop. And tell me about Inside Tracker. Yeah. Okay. These are two things that are really cool, especially if you like data, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'll start with Inside Tracker, actually. Inside Tracker is a blood test service, and it allows you to not have to go through your like doctor or physician to get blood work done in order to see the biomarkers that are important for training such as like iron, ferritin, B12, folate, right? There are like certain biomarkers, vitamin D, Mm -hmm. that if you're an endurance athlete, you want to make sure are optimal for an endurance athlete and not optimal in the eyes of a physician who's just reading the like Quest lab sheet, Mm -hmm. right? So for those who don't know, you know, something that's optimal to your doctor's eye might not actually be optimal to you if you're trying to be an endurance athlete. And so what Inside Tracker does, which I think is so very smart and very cool, is they take your blood results and you make a profile and you tell them what type of an athlete you are. And they ask you all these questions to get an idea for your lifestyle and your diet and how you eat and how you sleep and all of those things. And then they take your blood results and they analyze it based on that. And then they give you the results in at, through the eyes of an endurance athlete rather than a normal, what the doctor would say. And so like for me, I found out that my iron was a really great range actually for an endurance athlete, which is hard sometimes for females, especially, mm-hmm. but my ferritin was really low. And so trying to like work with then someone else can be tricky if if they're not sure like that you're an endurance athlete. And so inside tracker then in their app recommends things for you to eat and things for you to do with your lifestyle that will then optimize those biomarkers. markers. So it's a really long answer, but it's super mm-hmm. in depth. And so it's, it's basically an app that tests your blood, tells you where you are and tells you what to do to try to fix it in really short terms. <laughs> 
You're not our first person who does Inside Tracker. Kind of a funny story. Addie Zarenner did Inside Tracker. Mm-hmm. And Insider Magazine wanted to interview her. And she just thought that was Inside Tracker wanted to get a couple <laughs> quotes. She didn't realize it was oh a my gosh. big national magazine company. You know, after the article came out, she goes, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was big. <laughs> what about Whoop? So Whoop is a wearable device. Um, it's just, it's, you wear it just like a watch, but usually on your other wrist from your watch. And it's not for anything really other than tracking your recovery. So, um, a lot of people look at like a resting heart rate only like, Oh, my resting heart rate went down. So I'm getting fitter, which is usually true. However, heart rate variability, which is the difference in time between your heartbeats that actually paints a better picture as to how ready your body is to adapt to strain. So what's cool about the whoop is it measures your daily strain, which is like the cardiovascular load, no matter what you're doing during the day. And then it couples that with your recovery. They give you a recovery score every day that takes into account your sleep, how much sleep you got based on what it thinks that you need. Um, and it, it learns you over time. So it, I use it a lot during marathon training. And for me, it was really cool to see that a whole day at school, like up on my feet and teaching was the equivalent strain of running seven miles easy. Wow. And so when I was off in the summer, I was recovering really well. And when I went back to school, I was like, well, I'm like maybe more stressed, I guess. But, you know, I felt that way because I basically was doubling my strain, so to speak, even though I wasn't doubling my running volume. So it's just, I'm a big nerd. Clearly I dive into things <laughs> pretty deep. Um, but it. if, if you're interested in that, then, um, that is what the whoop does. So. Well, if you're interested in whoop or inside tracker, or you can, or anything, if you find Ruth on Instagram, you can go to her link tree and she has try whoop three. Uh, I can't even say that. Try whoop free for 30 days, 20% off inside tracker, she has other benefits that you can get through her too. I might take advantage of that inside tracker thing. I've I've been hearing a lot about it. It is a little pricey, but with a nice discount, I might I might be more inclined to give it a shot. It is. It is with the but with the twenty percent, it's not super bad. Mm-hmm. And I really do think the app that it comes with, I feel, is so worth it because you can. It just gives you such pointed advice for for your results. So very nice. So before we get to our final couple big questions we have for you that we haven't prepped you for, which is even more exciting. (laughs) They're not hard. Well, at least my questions. Don't worry. Tell everyone how they can find you and how they can find this link tree as well. Yeah. So Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me at runwithruth, all one word. Um, You can send me a message on there. I'm pretty good about checking my DMs. And the link tree is right in my bio. So if you have questions about coaching or you want to look at the website or look at the things that are in my link tree or just laugh at reels about poop, then (laughs) you can you can find it all there. They are good, too. She's really good at making reels something that we got to get better at here in 2023. (laughs) Okay, Erica needs how long? It doesn't open for two minutes, but okay. <laughs> I have a race that I'm waiting to sign up yeah, for, yeah, yeah. and it usually like fills up very fast. So it's funny oh gosh, when you, you were to. it's funny when you were saying that um, you did like the nine lap marathon. I'm gonna sign up for a 12 hour ultra, which is 2.5 mile laps over and over and over and over and over and over again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, 
Lord, please help this one. <laughs> it's oh funny, my gosh. Like, I, I found a piece. I'm at peace with laps now. I've done so many okay. races that are like because the aid <laughs> so. station is the most epic aid station in the world. This is a this Still is pretty good. This is a race in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Is it Bristol? It's not Bristol, Rhode Bristol, Island. Yes, it's it Bristol, yep. Rhode Island. It's on in some cool, amazing, beautiful state park. And I love going to do crew support. I've like he just comes and chills. I've he hangs out, makes friends. Him. Like it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We make friends there. Uh, I can't wait. I said if if you don't do the race this year, we're going back to volunteer. I like, still think you should volunteer, but I'm going. I'm going to keep racing as long as they'll have me. <laughs> so, well, you're doing the twelve. Maybe if we spe- we'll figure it out. If we spend the night or something, and we can volunteer for the because some crazy people there do a twenty four hour. But this is why they're extra crazy. It starts at seven p.m. So her race is a twelve hour through the night. Mm-hmm. So these people just who are doing the twenty four hour, they run through the night. And then they got to run all day, and it is so hot. It's and in the humid. Heat, heat of the summer. It's like oh. the beginning of August, so it's it's quite warm. Oh, at well, funny. last year was like perfect, um, but usually there's like ninety five percent humidity, like ninety degree weather. Like it it depends, but last year I think was like seventy five with like sixty percent humidity. I was like, Chef's kiss. <laughs> it yeah. Couldn't have been any better. <laughs> The first year, it was uncomfortable for everyone there, not just the runners, but anyone who was there. It was so uncomfortable. So I'm going to let her go. I just need a couple seconds. Yeah, she's going (laughs) to sign up. So since we're talking about heat and weather, I'll ask you about that. You're in Texas. Mm -hmm. How is it running in the summer? Because we have another friend of ours of the pod. He lives in Georgia, and it is hot, humid, and sticky. He calls it the beaming points. He adds the temperature, the dew point. And the humidity and anything over 200 is like death. And that happens quite often. So how is it in the, are you a winter runner down there? Do you do a lot more training in the winter or do you still run in the summer? Or what do you do when the weather is so hot? Because it's Texas. Texas is hot. Texas is freaking hot. You know, I think because I'm a teacher, the best time for me to train, unfortunately, is during the summer. Like I always train for fall marathons through the summer because I have so much time to recover. And so unfortunately I spend a lot of time running when it's just, we call it Satan's armpit. Um, (laughs) And it's just really hot and humid. And I don't know, you just kind of do it. I think when I'm running during the school day or when I'm running during the school year, I should say, I get up early anyways. Like I run at 5 a.m. because I'm just not a nighttime runner person. And so I kind of just stick to that. Like I run pretty early in the summer before the sun comes up, usually so that I don't have to run in the middle of the day. If I miss, it's horrible. Like if you end up running at 11 a.m., it's horrible. So. Erica is live here. She just, she just yeah! got in to the Anchor Down Ultra live on the pod. Oh, Boom. am I live? Oh, yeah. Yay, me. 12 hours. Here I come. Oh, no, you're not live. Oh. You're just on the pod. <laughs> not ready for the 24 hours of, of uh, that yet, but we'll see. <laughs> Another 12 <laughs> on the book. Look at that. Okay. Signing up for a race. Thank you for allowing me to do that. I, I apologize for oh, yes. derailing totally our, our session. but <laughs> Signing up Very during important. an interview on the fly. We have really come a long way here. <laughs> Originally, we thought we we're going to have to stop the interview. I'm just like, I'm going to ask her about how hot it is in Texas. It's perfect. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I totally get it. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So we asked two big questions, and 
you have zero preparation. Now, usually for mine, there's not much prep, but what I do is I go into your Instagram and I scroll down deep and try to find some of your original content. Okay. You have a ton of reels. And so I'm like, you know what? I found a reel that looked funny and it just happened to be, I got a screenshot of it and I'm going to show you. <laughs> now he's going to go actually find it. Here we go. So for for the people wondering, and I'm just going to put the phone up to the mic, but this is the this is a very common reel. I made one for you, you at did. Anchor Down. You it, did. It's yeah, this one here. Year. That's me. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. So the best part about it is the caption photo you use to display it. And this is your caption photo right here. (laughs) That looks like me. (laughs) So you got one leg in the air. You got your shirt above your head, swinging it around like that song, North Carolina. Raise up, Pete Pablo. There we go. Uh, she she she's not fully topless. She has a sports bra on. Everyone, this is uh, social media. You can't do that. Yeah, we're PG PG. So, what's going on in that photo and that reel? You know, it was hot, um, and I I remember I was feel well. Most of the time after my run, I'm in a pretty good mood and I feel goofy. And I remember that day I had like a pretty good run, but I just remember it was so warm. And I even with the tank top on, I was like, this is not it. I just cannot. And so I ended up usually if I take my tank top off while I'm running or sometimes I, I don't start with it on when in the summer, but actually like wrap it around my wrist to use to like wipe sweat off of me as, Smart. <laughs> as I'm running. And, and so I, I had had it on my wrist and that real audio was like popular at the time. And I had been taking uh, some pictures just for the Instagram. That's I guess that's how I do it. Like on weekends when the sun is up and I'm done running. I like take, I do a lot of content so that then I have it for during the week to make into things. Um, And so, yeah, I had been taking like jumping pictures with my phone and I was, I had, (laughs) I don't know, I had gotten into somehow that position and was like, this is great. (laughs) This is the perfect opportunity to have something with this reel. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I came across and I'm like, yep, that's the one. (laughs) That's the one. I love it. Usually, in yeah. the, the reaction from people, sometimes, most of the time, is like, "Oh my god, he's digging, he's going deep," and then they find something. And <laughs> you do pick some weird ones. Like, I can't even. What was it with Tara and the golf balls and the? I don't even remember what which one you picked for her. <laughs> this all started with Michaela because I came across a post mm. from Michaela, and it was just her showing her booty in some underwear. <laughs> <laughs> A, yes, please describe a picture of right. her booty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the deep dive, and it was like promoting the underwear or something. It had to do with like you know, as a kid, you would have days of the week underwear. Had to do oh, something yeah. with that, but it had to do with running. Oh, didn't she have like long run on one of them? Yes, and, like uh, oh, speed workout cute. or something. I forget what the rest of them were, but that's awesome. That's Good genius. Stuff. Good stuff. I need those. Right? I'll send you the <laughs> yeah. photo. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to repost the photo for, for everybody. Oh. <laughs> Just make sure Michaela's okay with it. But yeah. uh, my question is a little bit easier, I think. But we didn't prep you for it, so I apologize. You can take all the time you need. Us as a podcast, we have a Spotify playlist, and we like to ask our interviewees if they would like to add a song. So it could be anything that you like to listen to while working out or just anything that pumps you up. 
your choice. Feel free to add whatever you want. That's a great question. It's a big deal. It's I, like you get a song it, on it the playlist. And it's like one song. If Okay, so I, people who know me, like more personally, I guess, I'm horrible at like favorites. I'm horrible at making decisions in general. Like I see too many sides of everything. <laughs> like signing up for races, it's like two days before. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Dang. I think it's also hard because I don't, I don't actually run with music mm-hmm. like ever. Yeah, I know a lot of people sometimes don't, but f- for me, I have to, or else like I get annoyed by my breathing and like yeah. my footsteps. <laughs> like it's just not, I don't know, it's not zen for me. I need to have like that, the metronome kind of thing going on in my head with the music, the beats. So I guess one song that I listened to a lot when I listened to music when I was running is Bad Guy by Billie, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, yes. That yeah. is a good one. That one reminds me of <laughs> Oh yes. Is isn't that the theme song right now to that bad guys movie? It's a oh, kids movie. One. I don't but know. But I think actually. that's the theme song. It's like a bunch of bad guys they they need to be good to stay out of jail and it's so hard for them to be good and they just want to like steal and and take things. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the same song as the theme song. What kind of content do you take on TV? Do you watch TV shows or Netflix or movies? Usually shows, but I, I don't. I guess I just don't watch a. Ton, I don't watch a ton of TV, really. My husband and I watch Criminal Minds or Grey's Anatomy like on repeat when we eat dinner. Like we've seen both like three times through, but we just keep watching them. Um. So yeah. Billy Eilish, Bad Guys. It's yours. It's on there. Yeah. You already added it. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah, that's how I remember how it, <laughs> how I remember who <laughs> picks it and what, so it's on the list. Erica, you're on the fly, signing up for races, adding songs to the Spotify playlist. I have my shit together. This is a new year. <laughs> I have my shit together. Yes. Anything else you want to talk? Do you want to plug any other um, sponsors or ambassadorships you got? Do you uh any more good stories for us? I should talk about athletic brewing. So it's January. Um, a lot of people do dry January. I'm actually going to do dry January just because I don't know. I was enjoying alcohol in the holidays and now I'm like, I never want to see it again. So (laughs) I'm I'm doing dry, dry January. Last year I did dry ish January. Mm -hmm. Um, But for those interested, athletic brewing makes non-alcoholic beer and non-alcoholic. They do have some seltzers now called day pack. Oh, cool. Um, But anyways, yeah, the first time you order, and if you use my code, I think it's also in my link tree. It's Ruth A20. You get 20% off. And then the link in my link tree just supports me. So if you shop using the link in my link tree, I get ambassador credit or whatever. Very but cool. It's something really nice to try. And I take them with me when I go places <laughs> um, just to have something. And they're really good. So Yeah, awesome. everyone, everyone, go check Ruth out. She is on Instagram at runwithruth. And right there in the bio, you can click on her link tree and you can see where you can sign up to be on that wait list. You can get a 30-minute coaching call, Athletic Brewing, You Can, Whoop, Runner's Empire, and Inside Tracker, all there on her link tree you got there. So that's awesome. I really enjoyed this. Me too. That that story about yeah. peeing your pants a dozen times in Chicago was pretty great. <laughs> that took the cake. It all led to an epic performance. So congratulations. It did. I I told I texted my coach. I was like, I literally peed my way to a unicorn. Like, I don't know how that happened, but that's my summary for everybody. That's so. right. And the plan is Boston 2024. 
yeah, if I if I apply and get in, my buffer is only about a minute. So I ran a 329.05 um, and I needed under 330. So well, with the way things uh, have been going, I mean, they've they I have know. not had any extra cutoff. So fingers crossed for you. When would, wood, fingers crossed. When would this be? When would you know? Oh, it won't be until next fall. I think September, so, like early September, right? September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it happens, Erica's usually volunteer. She's actually wearing her uh, Boston Marathon hoodie right now. I, I ran it back hey. in 2018, and I just felt like wearing this today. So <laughs> I love that. And she she ran it in a snowstorm. And you being from Dallas, a typical person from Dallas would freak out. But you're really from Buffalo, so she'd be good. You'd be fine. Plan for everything, right. though. I'd, I'd love it. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> definitely plan for everything. So the last couple of years, Erica's been a volunteer. I hope to be one this year, mm-hmm. but she's at the mile two. To water, water station. Stop. Yep. So we'll see if awesome. I can keep that spot. And, and she she wears flamingo uh, flamingo headband with big flamingos above her I head. I try to make sure that people, if like friends are running, that I, I would love to cheer you on as you run by. So I try to just pick it out, and people will yell my name, and I'll be like, "Yes, it's you, yeah. Amanda. There you are, Holly. There you are, Sarah. There you are, Denise. Yes." So we we had some fun the last time I I wore those. So I'm gonna keep That's keep great. them going. Well, I really yes. hope you do get to run Boston in 2024 and that you come up here and we get to mm-hmm. meet you at the same I'll time. I'll have a Ruth. There you are. Congratulations. Yes, thank Woo. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I really hope so, too. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. <laughs> yes. Well, this was a blast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for um, agreeing to do this and tell us about you peeing your pants and pooping your pants and all that. So, And to tell us about your coaching. You are our first running coach. Yes. That's awesome. I feel honored, honestly. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it's really our pleasure to have you. So thank you again for sharing all your stories and spending time with us. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to seeing y'all on social media somewhere too. All right, let's give it up for Ruth. Ah, she was so much fun. And I am so bummed we hadn't met yet because if I had met her at Chicago, we would have hit it off perfectly. But she had an amazing race, got her BQ, and hopefully we'll be meeting her when she heads to Boston. That's right. Hopefully she gets mm-hmm. in for 24. She doesn't know yes. yet. Not until what? The the fall? next September. or September. Like, she'll know September. Right. So that's this when coming it, when September, yeah. she'll know if she's in Boston for 2024 because she got Fingers the BQ. for you. Yes, I hope so. It's going to be awesome. Because that would be fun to meet you and to hang out and maybe mm-hmm. maybe jump in one of your reels, one of those fun reels you do, <laughs> which we still got to get better at. But yep, we're working um, on it. I love one thing she talked about in that podcast interview mm-hmm. we did with her, the runniversary. And, <laughs> yes, and you yes. know this now because we've done a couple we've interviews. Been talking since, a, we've been talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll interview someone. I go, when's your runniversary? Or maybe we'll call it your race-aversary because I'm like- you were like, I can't think of my last one, my first every day. It was so hard to remember when I first, like, consistently kept running. Yeah, it, but it's your hard. first race is a memory that you pretty much remember, whether it's like a, a little kids' healthy race or it's a five k, mm-hmm. or you just jumped into the marathon. You kind of remember. So <laughs> we'll call it the race anniversary, right. the run anniversary mm-hmm. race edition. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. <laughs> so. Uh, tell me, uh, we kind of we kind of gave a little bit of a um, teaser, but where mm-hmm. were you yesterday? And maybe we can get into who you ran into. There we go. Um, so I ran the Boston Prep 16 miler, which is what it says. It is a Boston Prep 
race and full of hills. It'll get you ready for a heartbreak hill. It's kind of sucky, though. It was not my favorite thing. (laughs) But I did have the extreme fortune (laughs) to get to meet. Should I drop the name? Should I? Yeah, absolutely. Let's drop the name. Let's do it. Let's drop the name who you ran into. We can't we can't tease them without dropping the name. We teased them before. We said if right. you listened to the Mike Beeman episode and you knew who his college roommate was from that episode, you would know. But who was Mike Beeman's college roommate at Merrimack College? It was Dave McGilvray, the Boston Marathon race director. Uh, I just happened to be parked right across from him. And I, little old me, walked over and was like, excuse me. Are, are you Dave McGilvray? And made a fool out of myself. But it was just really nice to to get to talk to him. I, I dropped Mike's name and said he shared some stories about you back in college. And you, uh, only good things, only good things. And and yeah, so hopefully we'll have a new fan of the show. And Dave, it was very nice to meet you. And I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me because uh, I don't know, I was kind of starstruck. Everybody knows about you, especially in the and- New England area. And I'm so proud of you. You've come a long way because in the past I've been like, Erica, you know, that's so-and-so. Go say something to them. Or or you said, I saw so-and-so. And I'm like, did you say anything? You're like, no, I See, didn't. I it's but so time- embarrassing for me. It's just very hard for me to to go bother somebody. Like, <laughs> That's all you. You'll be like, hey, let's talk about the pod. And I'm like, should I go over there? I don't know. Let me tell you, but I feel I'm glad that way. I did. It was it was really cool to meet him. And you gave him. I think you had some stickers or magnets on hand. I did. <laughs> so oh, I was I'm trying so... to write a note on the back of the sticker, but my pen that I had in my car was all frozen and wouldn't write. So it was like coming out really crappy. So I grabbed a magnet too, and I was going to leave him on his car. But then I saw him walking over, so I went over again and. I reintroduced myself because the first time around, I don't even think I said my name. <laughs> I did say the podcast name, but just not mine. But I, I don't know. It was really, it was very awkward. That's what happens when I meet people of stature. Well, I, I know you did say your name at one point because he did reach out and messaged us. Yes. And he said, Erica, it was so nice to meet you. Uh, well, and the I was pleasure like, is all mine, Dave, really. I was like, what is this message? Because I run the Facebook and the Instagram and the messaging. I'm like, holy cow, yeah. what just happened? I mean, I, I did what I could, but... And not to leave anybody out, I did get to see Tara Watt there, who crushed that course, because she's training for Boston. And I also got to see Nicole. Uh, she was running the five-miler just dropped in. So it was really nice to run into her again and got to see a couple other familiar faces. So I love, it was a I good love day. both those girls. The race uh, was the low point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Honestly, it's, it's only going to make course. you stronger. Do you know what they call this? Moderately challenging, quote unquote. Moderately challenging. Yeah, it's there. You're, you're running like up a hill. You turn a corner and it like it's like a 14 degree grade, I swear. And I was like, nope, not running this. But so I give it, I give credit to Tara. She ran the entire thing. I walked up some hills. I, I, I'm not going to deny it. It was tough. Did you see Tara's Instagram post the other day? Sure did. Kind of like a before and after photo. <laughs> Remember she talked about the movie. What's the running movie called? Britney runs a marathon. That's what Britney runs a marathon. Yep. Yep. And, and she said Girl she had a is photo it out there. Right. So you look at that photo and it's just guns? like, yes, teach me your Welcome secrets. to the gun show. <laughs> so yeah, I have no great. doubt that she could do that. 
And for good the for fans here of Nicole, uh, good news. You'll be hearing Nicole soon on the podcast as well. Yes. I'm so glad we got to talk to Nicole again. She's so much fun. Uh, if you guys are looking for a new best friend, uh, well, we come as a package deal, me and Eric. So, <laughs> But we love you, Nicole. You're so much fun. Well, that was great. I'm so glad you, uh, that's so cool you ran into him. And I'm so proud that you. <laughs> Your skills you, are rubbing off on me, man. Oh, yeah. And you know what it's kind of like? I had the same, it's anxiety. I have it every time I go up and talk to someone too. I mm-hmm. had it with Mike Beeman. I was like, how do I do this? Because I first wanted you to come with me. And you're like, no, you're on your own. And you left me on my own. <laughs> but I it's got to talk like, to Mike for a couple of minutes, but you were the one who, you like to toot our horn. <laughs> for oh, ha- yeah no gotta mm-hmm. do it gotta toot the horn gotta yeah. pump the tires you know we got something good going on here beep, so beep. i love and thank you to everyone who listens our listeners you guys are awesome uh we learned that about half of you listen while driving i did that poll the other day got quite a few responses i mean mm-hmm. when i say quite a few before you're like what did we get like three or four no we got like 40 something responses no way yeah so way to go everybody right hannah my sister wanted to just say I don't listen for any of those. I only listen to the subway. I go, I call driving commuting. So you can yeah. do that one. Okay. And Katie called me out. I had a typo on the word house. <laughs> Hozu. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look because I didn't notice it first. I was like, oh, I do it driving. And that was it. Yeah. So yeah. You guys know that I, I even listen to us in the car on the way to work. Is it it's weird listening to yourself? I got over that. It was in the beginning, but I'm used to it now. So I, I don't really listen to the podcast after I edit it. I all I do is when it when it pulls up, mm-hmm. when it populates, I do check it one time and I kinda like fast forward through a few parts just to see how we sound. Like did I screw something up? Is the audio mm-hmm. really bad here or there? And then I'm good. And so because when I edit, I basically listen to it. Well, you two listen times to editing. it for a, yeah, a long time. Yeah. But me, we record and we have a couple episodes banked kind of so like interviews and stuff so it's i i kind of forget at times so it's nice to be able to hear the whole thing put together well and then speaking of one that just came out which we recorded in december the response to alex larson was amazing like now i'm slowly getting more and more responses like i love that one whether it's a dm or a comment Mm -hmm. i've never gotten so many responses for alex and i kind of thought Okay, she's a nutritionist. We'll see how this goes. Everyone loved the information they got from it. Two people, in fact, said, I think I'm going to reach out to her this year. Oh, that's great. Right. So happy. I hope when you you do, you say, I heard you on the On the Runs podcast. And Alex even even came back to me and said, I had so much fun. I'll come on whenever you want. So like, we just, we, we have fun. We learn at the same time. We share the stories. It, it, this has been awesome. So I know we say that every time at the end of the podcast, but I just want to thank, I want to thank everyone for listening. (laughs) So it is, uh, we do got to get going though. It is late. We are trying, Mm -hmm. I hope you guys like what we're trying with these new videos that you're going to see video clips up on, uh, on the gram. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys like that. Um, and do enjoy. The blonde, or no, that's gray hair. That's gray hair streak. <laughs> I keep noticing so, it in the camera. Someone earlier we just interviewed said you got that Elsa stripe right there. Mm. No, yeah. Rogue from X Men. Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Well, I don't have Coming to worry about my hair. Just my Mister Clean shine. So mm. just a smidge. Well, everybody, thank you again. Uh, it, don't forget follow us on Instagram. We're at on the runs. You can email us. Our email address is at on the runs pod at gmail.com. 
And if you are on a listening to us on a platform app like Apple Podcast or Spotify or something where you can give us a rating or review, Five do that for us. We would love that. That would be amazing. So we'd love to see your comments. And you know what? If you got critical ones too, we can take it. If we got any haters out there one day, one day we're going to get a hater. You know what that means? That means we made it. <laughs> Until that day. <laughs> Until that day, Erica, take us away. Don't forget to stretch. Three, two, one. The Adam Stanley, da 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 da, da 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 da. Oh yeah, da, 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 da. my dad used to sing that when he did dishes. So it's it's like another Adam's Family movie, but it's about the daughter, and her name is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and she goes to another school. So there's this dance, and they took the Bloody Mary song from Lady Gaga. I'm going to play it for you, just like um, this song. I've never heard that before. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't feel bad. I'm on the same boat.